This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks. Show number 280, recorded on October 6th, 2016. Here at Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way your home. News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios. Here in a very, very, Mike, you're missing it, a very fall-like Bellevue, Nebraska. We had a storm roll through today, dumped a ton of rain and a lot of cold weather. Not Canadian cold, but a lot of cold weather uh, is coming in. So when you get back, Mike, when you get back from D.C., it's going to be a little chillier than when you left. I hope you brought a jacket. I was getting Snapchats from my wife. I'm like, I'm in D.C. Isn't this supposed to be the colder place? No, but no. apparently not. We, we get the weather first, and so it will uh, it will catch up. Although you'll be flying back when you'll fly over it, and you'll land in a very uh, very frigid day tomorrow. I don't think it's going to go. I'm too. in shorts and a t-shirt because I ran out of dress clothes. So that's what I'm landing in. So hopefully well, it's good. Well, you're stuck in a hotel room in Washington, D.C. The flights didn't really work out. And I said, hey, you want a podcast tonight? And you're like, okay. You didn't have, yeah. we don't have a good mic, but I think it'll be fine. So I'm glad you can make it. We'll make do. Thank you. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad I could be here. It was one of those lucky, it turned out that I can podcast. Sort of yeah. Well, we'll catch up with you here in a second. Some big news on here. And of course, we post a show with world-class show notes each week out at theaverageguy.tv. Don't forget, you can join us on the mobile app. You can get easy access to that through the website. Just head out to homegadgetgeeks.com. Big fat buttons there for you, either iOS or Android, to get it done. Home Gadget Geeks, of course, is a part of the Geeks Network. Find the link to this show and many other great podcasts, including Open Mic Night. It's still out there, Uyghur. <laughs> out at the, the, even though we don't, you don't record anymore, thegeeksnetwork.com. And don't forget, we have a Patreon link out there if you want to financially support what we do here at theaverageguy.tv. Just head out to theaverageguy.tv and look for the Patreon link. It's in the right toolbar, and uh, you can join us that way all right we're back after three weeks of uh, of being out uh, a couple events i think i was traveling a couple times and then a recruiting event last weekend uh, we got two podcasts out two out of three and i appreciate you guys listening faithful didn't get a lot of comments on them which is okay it's uh it's better than getting a bunch of bad comments on it so we appreciate you guys kind of putting up that kind of the timing kind of worked out really really well for me and so appreciate you hanging with us through. I think we've got a couple, um, you know, we got Amber got coming up from LastPass and I have an open slate. So we'll be spending, I'll be spending this weekend and the next week or so starting to fill in, uh, fill in it. We're going to catch up with you in a second. We want to introduce our guest and uh, he's been around the show for a while, always kind of hiding out in the background. I met him at the MVP conference last year, right, Joel? Is that where we, yep. Is it last year? Joel mm -hmm. Rushworth. He's a Microsoft MVP of the gigantic Windows Mobile platform. So, Joel, welcome. <laughs> I'm a win I'm actually a Windows Insider MVP now. Oh, did they move you? Is that yep. official? All yeah. the consumer guys, yeah. Everybody, I think Surface and everybody made their way to Windows. So, you and you and I kind of in the same we're kind of in the same space. Are you going to go to a Summit here in November? Yep. Well, good. It's good. just down the road, so it's kind of hard not to go. That's true. Where are you located again? I'm in Victoria, BC. Oh, so not very far at all. Is it a drive for you? Or do you fly? Uh, yeah, it's a ferry ride and then a drive down the highway nice. and you're there. Nice. Yeah. Well, if I was that close, I probably would go for sure. But but uh, we've opted. I've got such a busy calendar with work. I've kind of opted to stay home oh, this year. Right. We'll talk about Yeah, I'm sorry. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Uh, Mike Weger has some updates. And uh, so let's get back to him real quick. Mike, you've, um, you've since been lawyered. 
since the last I've time we talked to you. So, like, yeah, the last that. time. Uh, well, since the last time we had a podcast, I was still waiting on the results of my bar exam, I believe, if I remember the last time we talked. And so I got the results that I passed on the first try, which was exciting for me because sometimes it takes two, three tries in that bar exam. So pass on the first try. And then in Nebraska, the way they do it is they let you know you passed. And then about three weeks or two weeks go by you go down to the state capitol and they swear everyone in, you become a lawyer, you take a picture with the chief justice of the Supreme Court, and you are an attorney. So it's, it was kind of cool. It was a great event for my parents to come to. Hannah came to it, went down there, kind of celebrated, and uh, you become an official attorney. You get your number, your login for the Supreme Court, you get everything. And uh, then you become an official attorney, which is exciting. But as far as my work goes, didn't change much. But since we last podcasted, I've actually, uh, they, when I, when we left off, I was just getting back from training and everything was kind of coming up with that. So now they ship me off and I am in DC for the foreseeable future. So at least until the end of, uh, December. So that's why I've been traveling and all that sort of stuff. So if I'm here and not here, that is why, but yeah, I became lawyered and now I'm traveling for work every single week, which Mon- the Monday through Thursday, is, right? okay with but not happy with let's just say that. and you got a little one coming that's going to be really yeah tough. november 6th yeah. it's coming up real quick here in the next yeah. month we'll be having a new addition to the family and, and the house is new everything's going well with that way i think oh yeah last time we were you were podcasting from the house but you okay had, yeah been, i think we uh and hannah surprised me my grad my passing the bar gift was a brand new smoker that we talked you guys talked about on the thing so it's a green mountain grill so same exact thing as a traeger does the wood pellets. So we, every weekend we've been smoking meats for the Husker games, then pulled pork and ribs and it's been a blast. So the house is going fantastic and life is just quickly progressing faster than I can keep up with, but it's been a lot of fun. I, I didn't think we would start quite the, the grill revolution that we started when we did that. You guys fast. nailed it. Like <laughs> I saw that and I had already told Hannah that I really, really wanted one. And then after that episode, she was like, you came back with a vengeance. Like, oh man, Hannah, like we need one of these. And so it was the perfect gift. And she surprised me. I had no idea that we were actually going to get it. And then she uh, grabbed it for me for asking the bar. Mark and Mike have done a bang up job. That has been, I think by far the most popular webcast we have, maybe in, in the modern era, when we think of the last couple of years with, uh, with Home Gadget Geeks, I haven't gone all the way back to check, but it was pretty darn popular. And lots of folks have been talking about it. Uh, I think Tony asked, what kind of law are you going to practice? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not technically practicing. Like if yeah, I could do my job right now without a law degree. Uh, so I'm actually in the financial services industry. So I'm a consultant on the IT side. We do governance risk compliance with IT systems. So we implement GRC solutions for clients. And that's exactly what I'm doing. So the law degree helps with the governance side of things, making sure they're complying with all the regulations, whatever industry our client's in. Uh, that's kind of my job. And then implementing the GRC solution, doing test scripts and all of that. It's been a blast. I actually, I can tell you more now what I do than I could have two weeks ago. I could have told you, oh, here's my job description. But then you get two weeks in and you really get a good idea of what you're doing. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So not technically practicing, but if you want to call it anything, call it financial, call it uh, compliance, IT compliance. Yeah. Yeah. IT compliance. Where KPMG does a lot of that. And, and right. so they're a big, big organization, a lot of IT shops. And, yeah. and work with them. When I was on the Oracle side, we work with them quite a bit. They work with a lot of companies that work with Oracle. 
And so pretty good. So you no longer have, you can't say, we say this all the time. You can no longer say, well, I'm not a lawyer or anything, right? Right. Now I can say, yes, I am an attorney. And if any of you need an attorney, I can do whatever you need me to do. I don't know how well. If I, if, I execute a, if I execute a will, can you sign that? Is that? Oh that yeah, those things are those are pretty easy ones. Those are mm. things I can do for free. I think so, a free will. If you live in Nebraska, that. you're lucky enough to get free, uh, free service. I need to update my will, so maybe we'll. There you go. Spend a little time. Yeah, we'll Joel. talk. I was just gonna say on, be, on behalf of all the listeners, man, passing the bar is a big deal, and, and congratulations. Thank you very much. I was very excited, and it's a. It's a good, it's an accomplishment for me. And I was excited. It was a lot of fun. It was one of the few moments in my life. I am not, if anyone knows me personally, not really an emotional guy. I laugh things off. I just kind of talk about things. It was a few moments where I sat there in the capital of the like in Lincoln and they're talking and they're giving their talk. And I like got a little teary and I was like, Whoa, Michael, like you are not a guy who gets emotional about things, but it was kind of cool because it was the culmination of my entire educational career, like coming to a point where you actually pass the exam where you get to do what you always thought you would. So yeah. yeah, but thank you very much. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, congratulations, Mike. You know, we've, I've known you through a huge chunk of that process. It seems like, especially law school. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so it's been fun to watch you go through. And I've told you this a million times. You were never a guy that got, got really upset or stressed or like, I never saw you flinch the whole time. I kept expecting Man, someday, because just you had such a laissez-faire approach to it. Like, well, it'll be fine. I'll finish this thing tonight, you know. And uh, <laughs> that was, I think that was one of the podcasts. Where I had a paper due the next day, and I hadn't started yet. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I got to go because I got to write this paper. I'm like, dude, you're in freaking law school. Like, right. you should not be doing this. And and you know, I remember talking to you about the exam, and you're like, oh, I'm kind of worried. I'm like, you're going to do fine. You made it through school. That's, I mean, that breaks a lot of people. And so, uh, yeah, congratulations. Good to have you on. Thank and now you. we can, now you can do legal advice. So there we go. awesome. Tony officially says it's okay. Oh, he says you're the kind of lawyer that will let you stay on the podcast. Perfect. For, I want to stay. Well, Joel, let's get to meet you a little bit. You've been, uh, I, I said this kind of upfront, you've been uh, hanging around, uh, our ecosystem for a while. How long, how long do you think you've been listening between home server show and, and this program? How long do you think you've been listening? Probably at least three years. Okay. So it goes back a I long way. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I drive yeah. for a living. Okay. And I just power through podcasts five days a week. Yeah. Oh, I bet. So are you on the road? I mean, hours every single day? Is that kind of the way it works? It depends on the day, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. So you can kind of power through and get a bunch of podcasts in. Yep. I do yeah. listen to them at normal speed though. Oh, do you? Well, yeah. Good. My wife, my wife listens to them at like double speed. And I do too. Well, 1.4 or something is kind of what I listen to, although lately I've been backing it down. Well, thanks. Thanks for being a great listener. Uh, we met last year, MVP Summit. Uh, give us a little bit of background. How did you find your way into the MVP program? Why mobile? Yeah, and kind of give us that story. Um, so five years ago, well, okay, 25 years ago, I traveled in a program called up with people. And at the time there was no such thing as the internet. <laughs> and it was with 120 kids. And to, to make a long story short, at the end of the year, everybody, you know, went their separate ways. We were all from like 20 different countries. Right. And you lost track of everybody. Mm -hmm. And then this thing called Facebook came along. And one of the first things I did when I joined Facebook was started looking for my fellow cast members from when I traveled in up with people. So you got connected with everybody. And about five years ago, maybe six years ago, um, 
one of the cast members had actually become married to another cast member. And she posted a message up saying that uh, her husband was going to be on stage at build. I had no idea what build was. I was not, you know, I I'd been into quote unquote tech, but not really um, my whole life. And so I just followed the link to watch my friend on stage at build because I hadn't seen him in 20 years. And it was um, when they were rolling out Windows 8. And I was sort of captivated by the idea and then fell into a giant rabbit hole um, and got really, really involved in all the different aspects of tech. And then, so, uh, of course, I mean, Windows 8 and mobile going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. When we think about the desktop and mobile. What kind of led you down the path to mobile specifically? And then how'd you get on that team? Because you have to get invited, right? Somebody's got to nominate you. And, yeah. Right. So how did that work? Um, I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Some, somebody, somebody nominated me. And, That's awesome. And um, I, worked. you know, filled out the stuff and yeah. I was an MVP. Yeah. So I, I, I'm on a radio show once a month where I get to talk about tech. And I have sort of a, one of the things that I do when I'm on the show is if anybody wants to try a Windows phone, give me a call. I'll set you up. And I think over the last two plus years, I'm somewhere around 150 people that have tried out Windows phones from me. Uh, it's been a kind of a unique learning experience. Jan says in the chat room, he was the one that, uh, Oh, there we go. That All right. Thanks. Yeah. So go. <laughs> so, um, the, uh, so I, you're in, we, we mentioned kind of in front of the show, you're in Canada. Mm -hmm. What's the, give, give us the rundown of your favorites in Canada. So you got to follow a hockey team, right? You got a pro hockey team that you, uh, that you're loyal to. I'm, I'm really bad. I'm a bad really? Canadian. <laughs> I play hockey. As a matter of fact, I am going to probably miss my hockey game tonight. Oh man. Because I'm doing the podcast. Yeah, well, thank you. I, I'm Thanks the team captain too. Um, uh, so, um, I play hockey, but I don't. But you don't really, follow pro. I thought everybody not really. Yeah. I grew up. I grew up as a yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs fan, mm -hmm. um, and I, you know, if I had, if you had to ask me, like, what's my team? I'm a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. Awesome. But what I position do you play? Watch that much. Yeah. What position? In, 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 I'm in a defenseman, hockey. and um, occasionally I play goalie. Oh, just nice. for fun. Now, I always wanted to play goalie in hockey. My mom never let me. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted you to keep your teeth, Mike. The what the, here's the most important thing. You're, what beer are you drinking right now? Oh, I'm kind of ashamed. Uh, I'm drinking a Lucky right now. A Lucky. That's yeah, it was. Nice. It was actually left over from our last hockey game. So that's it, the Budweiser of Canada, right there. Lucky. Well, is BC. You and I are going to be best friends, Joel, because that okay. is the best beer. Then, <laughs> if it's sure. anything like Budweiser, it's fantastic. That's awesome. <laughs> Well, Joel, so let's, let's, um, as we think about, um, Windows phone where it's at mm -hmm. today and yep. it's a sad, I mean, it's, it's kind of in a sad state right now that we don't, well, there's a couple phones, but what's ironic is we got some cool things to share. So hang tight. We're not, this is not a death to Windows phone show, although we'll talk a little bit about it. I want to get your opinion on, and then we'll talk about some of the equipment that you have. Mm -hmm. Where do you see Windows Phone today? I mean, you're kind of on the inside of it, and and most people, you know, the the market share is you know down in the single percentage, and when I, I say single, I mean one. Mm -hmm. uh, when uh, you know, it's everybody's kind of written it off from yep. a from a phone manufacturing standpoint. Where do you stand on it today? What uh, are you pretty much following the crowd, or where well, do you stand with it? 
I, I read all the things in the news and, and then I keep looking at my windows phone expecting that it's broken or something and it still works. Actually it works better now <laughs> than it did six months ago or a year ago or even a year and a half ago in terms of being a more interesting device. But I, I mean, I understand um, why it's where it's at mm -hmm. and um, I guess I don't care. I mean, it works for me. Sure. And it, it does all the things that I was really interested in it doing. And it's, it still hasn't tapped the things that I'm waiting for. Um, they're coming and I'm excited about it and it works great. So I'm just going to keep using it. Yeah. Certainly from a phone perspective, that continues to work. The apps, there's not a lot of apps, but there have been some. I mean, well, they're, they're, you know, here, it's here's, the weird thing is here, more apps are coming out, right? That That is the weird thing is that, is that the app situation in terms, especially in terms of the quality of the apps are better now than they were a year ago. And, and that's the thing that is the sort of the most surprising about this whole story is that it's better than it was a year ago. And so we saw in the Facebook group, uh, someone was posting a 640 in there. Uh, that's mm -hmm. not, you're, you, if you want to be on Windows Phone 10, which I assuming you're on 10 today, right? You're running oh, that yeah. on, your, yep. on your daily driver. Mm -hmm. You can't go with a 640, right? They're not, they're not upgrading those to 10 at this point. I can't buy a no, $40. The, six, the 640 is upgradable to 10. It runs great. Um, it doesn't run super great, but it runs just fine. And as a matter of fact, my... One of my best friends is a real estate agent and just upgraded her phone to 10 and she's got a really nice little Intel Nook now. And she is absolutely loving the ability to answer her text messages from her desktop without having to unlock her phone because she's sitting at her computer working, but she's constantly getting messages from her clients. And it's all seamless for her now. She doesn't have to pick up her phone and unlock it to answer those text messages. They're coming in on her Windows 10 computer and she's replying to them and it's gone without taking her fingers off the keyboard. And it's those experiences that I've been waiting for for five years. And they're finally here and yeah. the, there's no and, you know, phones to buy. And there's nobody around to appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's, let's think about what's out there. So I mentioned the 640. You can yep. get that. If you, if you want to jump in on a Windows phone, you can find those just about everywhere for about 40 bucks, right? I think, it's, well, I think they're kind of getting harder to find because really? that's, yeah, it's now a generation old. The 650 has replaced it. Okay. And are those, are those just as cheap or you get no, a little hundred bucks on those? Uh, I, oh, it's, a, you're, it's American pricing, right? Get right. Yeah. I think you can get the 640 at $0 from Cricket. Or the 650, sorry, at $0 from Cricket. With a plan? Um, with a plan. Yeah. But, and I'm not, but I'm not sure like what uh, it sells for in the, uh, the Microsoft store online. And then if I were thinking feature phone, what's left? What, what would be available to me from a feature phone stand or from a, they don't call them feature phones from a, um, what am I looking for? You know, uh, flagship. Like, flagship. For, okay. Flagship yeah, phone. Okay. Thank you. Sorry about that. Um, a from, a <laughs> uh, from a flagship phone, uh, the Lumia 950 and the 950 XL are actually like, they've come down in price where they're um, really attractive now. I mean, you can get the, the 950 from AT&T for 300 bucks. Um, and, and the Acer Jade Primo is a really nice little device. And I shouldn't say little, it's 5.5 inches, but it's a nice device. And of course, if you want the big mama jamma, the HP Elite X3 is just about to hit the market. Yeah. And I was going to say, that's brand new, right? We haven't even yeah. seen it yet. We've There's been a lot of talk about it. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about uh, uh, 
device coming that will run really nicely on that. Are you going to upgrade to the to the Elite when it comes out? Mm, I don't know. I really like. I'm very camera centric, and I love my shutter button, and I love the camera on the 950. And I don't think that's one of the things where the 950 is still a little bit better than the Elite is the camera. And they're so important to me that I will probably stick with what I've got. What's what's HP's real play with Elite when we think about that? I mean, certainly they committed to it. It's coming out. There had to be somebody at HP that signed off kind of on the, like, there's going to be an ROI on this thing. What do you think that is? I'm, I, I struggle. I mean, everybody says, oh, it's enterprise, dummy. I don't know of any, any enterprises, at least that I'm thinking of, that are waiting for a Windows phone. So you're closest to it, Joel. What, what do you think? I mean, what's HP thinking? Um, just, I mean, it's simple math and, and security as well. So if you're talking about um, having to supply your employees, I mean, the, the cost of, <coughs> excuse me, there's several studies that have come out in the last little bit that the cost of allowing employees to BYOD is actually not advantageous to companies. Um, plus there's the mobile device management aspect of it. And if you're supplying all of your employees with a $1,500 or $2,000 laptop, all those costs add up. If you can supply uh, you know, an HP Elite X3 for $1,000 or $1,100 with the laptop, and if they break the laptop or lose it, there's no actual information on it, right? It's just a dumb terminal that connects wirelessly to the phone in, in the employee's pocket. And in, uh, the phone itself is way more secure um, than a computer is in terms of hacking and all those other things. Yeah, well, I, I hear you. Yep. I don't, I just don't, I mean, from a ecosystem, we've been hearing this for a while. I mean, mm -hmm. This we said this years ago, back when when Microsoft was, you know, in their old phones and they competed. You know, Apple came out and the iPhone took over and mm -hmm. competed in the enterprise space. Right, we've heard that story. Yeah, but I I don't hear or see any, and I and I don't know them all, but I just don't see that trend at all of organizations saying, you know, Kevin says there's a push away from BYOD. I think everybody wants to get away from it. Mm -hmm. I think if you seriously tried to say Windows Phone today in any serious size organization, the employees would laugh you out of the, I mean, they would be like, are you kidding me? Like, I, I, I just can't see that. I mean, I just, I struggle with it. I can't see any enterprise being able to get away with that. Maybe you know of some, but I, I don't, I just, I can't see that happening. I mean, I, it, it all looks great on paper, but I just can't see it happening. Do you know anything that I don't know that would lead us to believe that people will actually start buying these devices and, and pairing okay, them. With, well, let's, we'll look at your doc here in a second. Sure. Let's, 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 take a, let's take a look at the New York City Police Department because they are using Windows phones. The uh, computers that they use in those cruisers are north of $5,000. Mm -hmm. Plus, they're going to have a terminal at their workstation when they get back to the, um, when they get back to the squad right? To sit down and work at. Well, if they have a phone and a continuum dock and uh, a dock on their desk as well, and it's all being run out of their phone, that's a huge cost savings yeah. for um, a, an organization like that. Yeah. Massive. 
Well, we'll have to see if that if they can sell it that way. Yeah, and I, and I also think know. not just the cost saving, but the security aspect of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I agree with you. I, I agree with you. It's just so hard when I think about competing with in that space of the iPhone, and then of course you know Google mm-hmm. announcing the new Pixel, and then yep. there's some you know it, it's hard when you think of going up against the Galaxy. You know, you're going you're not going up against Android as much as you're going up against Samsung. Yeah, and then it's you know then it's Apple. Um, I just have a hard time, man, there, there would have to be some major inroads into, now we say that, and yet the Surface has worked, it's been popular, Microsoft has dumped a ton of money into the advertising, and we're seeing that happen, at mm-hmm. least on the, on the Windows side, although it's having some reliability issues at the moment, but it, it so I just, when I look at Windows Phone, I just, I still kind of go, man, that is a long freaking shot. Now, the only difference is if they, if they do, you know, with the, with the, HP's device that's coming out. And then maybe we'll see a Surface phone device of some kind come. That would really have to be a next generation something, right? It would have to be right and something different, something to beat the iPhone and Android uh, in functionality, right? I mean, don't you think it would have to make a leapfrog? Oh, to- I, I don't I don't think for a second that um, the, if and when the Surface phone comes out, that it will not, it will be, the whole point of the surface line is to create new categories and they're not going to do, if they do a phone, it, <coughs> excuse me, it's not going to be just a glass slab. Yeah. And, I mean, it's pretty apparent at this point that um, Microsoft gave HP a lot of help designing that elite X three, like maybe down to the point of here is the phone designed for you. You know, you guys, it, it's really nice. You guys build it um, or have it built. But uh, yeah, I don't think that if a service phone comes out, it is not going to be just a glass slab. Yeah. There will have so, to be something very unique about it that makes it worthwhile for Microsoft to brand it a service phone. Yeah. And I would just think we're going to have to make an incremental jump of some kind that actually works. I mean, Microsoft's done this before where they've made a jump. I mean, they were, they were into tablets before anybody else was. Mm-hmm. They have done a lot of things where they've been in the, I think even with the band, they were in a space where they were out ahead of the game a little bit, um, you know, as far as the fitness device goes and now they're killing it, but it, it they'll have to make a serious jump to make a run at mobile. I just, I have a hard time believing they'll have any chance in the market unless it's revolutionary and I don't know. Um, Joel, one of the cool things that you got though, you got your hands on, you, you, you alluded to this already, but you got your hands on a cool little kind of a dock. A, a, what are they calling this and what does it do? Why don't you show that? Um, well, I've got the, the next dock here, which was a Kickstarter project. Can we show this? Yeah. Yeah. Bring it up. Bring it up. Hold on. Let me, well, hold on. Let me stop talking and let me, put you in focus here so that gets it then do your best for our audio guys to kind of describe it okay so this is a 14 inch laptop that was a a kickstarter project or indiegogo one or the other um and they were about 100 bucks and it's got a 10,000 milliamp hour battery um, a bluetooth keyboard and mouse and uh, a decent passable screen that uses continuum or a, uh, I believe there's some way of using it with Android um, or Raspberry Pi to be the brains behind it. And for a hundred bucks, yeah, it's pretty good. And it's, and you know, like Acer and HP are both rumored. I mean, 
both of them are, are supposed to be coming out with more polished devices that would be more appropriate um, for uh, to replace this. This is a, a really neat proof of concept um, and to play around with and, and sort of spark your imagination to what you can do yeah. with this sort of device. What's possible? Joel, do me a favor. Put your hand up on your on your uh, camera and then yep. bring it back so it refocuses for us. It, it when that, when you put the Yep. When you put the uh, so while you're doing that, I'll tell folks next doc nexdock.com if you want to head out there and take a peek at uh, that. They got a great picture of it. It's using Continuum to connect to the phone, and so when you connect the phone to the dock, it is then creating that Continuum. There you go, creating that Continuum experience that we've been hoping for. I mean, mm -hmm. this has been for two years. We have been seeing these devices, and and um, and Panos has been up there saying, "Hey, plug this in, and boom, this works great." We did see a device they had to set up for us at the Microsoft store. So, I think since I podcasted last, we did the home server show meetup in Indianapolis, and of mm -hmm. course, they had a phone with a Continuum dock up there, and it was uh, it was you know displaying on a big screen yep. that it was there, which was pretty cool. So far, uh, give us a little. A little breakdown on your experience here. You're plugging this straight in. It really is just a pass through to to give you the continuum experience on the screen that's on the dock. Yep. How good is that? I mean, is that is it as good on the phone? Is it is it you know kind of that Adam experience of old where everything kind of drags? What's the it's, experience? It's, it's not that bad. I would I would compare it more to a, a modern yeah app a modern Adam processor in terms of, yeah. you know, how fast it is. Um, the biggest problem with this particular thing with the next dock is that the, the Bluetooth trackpad is kind of rough for, for scrolling. Um, but other than that, everything, it works just fine. Can you connect? Uh, so when you say the Bluetooth, that's the one that's built into it. On, yeah. uh, and then can you can you add USB peripherals to it? So could you put a USB mouse on it if you wanted to bypass the trackpad? How does how would that work? Um, I haven't tried with my USB mouse. Uh, it works fine with the Sculpt mouse. Okay, so uh, another or, the, or the, the Arc mouse, sorry, whatever yeah. it is that I've got. Another Bluetooth, Bluetooth. device would yeah. be okay. Um, okay. It's a good question. I need to try that. I mean, the, the Acer, okay, so here's here's the Acer Jade Primo. And there's the dock that comes with it and the phone sits in there and that becomes your, your desktop computer, right? Um, and when you get the Primo, it actually comes with a keyboard and a mouse as part of the package. Um, and, and what's that, Joel, what's that retail at? In Canada, it's $7.99. It's okay. less in the States. Okay. Six, um, $6.50 maybe. Something like that. Okay. Um, but it comes with a USB mouse that you plug the dongle into the dock. Um, so it works just fine. You can, I mean, you can plug a hard drive into the dock, into the USB port of, with the Acer, and you can have a two terabyte hard drive attached to it if you want. Yeah. Yeah, I can see, I and mean, this is the kind of the cool thing. I mean, I can really see the practical application. You were talking about this in pre-show, just about being able to grab the phone, you know, uh, wherever you're at, if you need the screen, then just pull that thing out. How, what's the boot time? So on the, on the dock, what's the boot time on opening that thing up where a screen pops up and you can plug it in? Do you have to wait for that screen to come up or how does that? No, work? it's instantaneous. As a matter of fact, um, with my job, 
I'm out, uh, when I'm out in my truck, if I, if a customer calls and I need to place an order, I used to, I would normally, I would flip my surface keyboard or the, the kickstand out, actually prop my surface on top of my steering wheel and use the mobile hotspot from my phone. I happen to have my next, and I just got to go to a website. I could do it on my phone, but our website is not mobile optimized. It's really brutal. Um, so a big screen is the only way to do it. I actually chose to pull out the next dock and plug that in because that took less time than waiting for my phone to tether um, to my surface so that I could get on the website. It was actually faster to just whip it out, oh, turn it on, plug it in. It's all instantaneous. There's no boot time. My phone's already running, right? Yeah, but the device itself doesn't have to boot to any, nope. I mean, it, it doesn't have a startup screen or nope. any of those. Okay. Yeah, it's just a pass-through. You just, yeah. as soon as you pop it open, it, it turns on. What's, what's the battery life on the, uh, on the, on the dock then? Because they call it a next dock, so we'll call it a next dock. Yeah, the next dock's got a 10,000 milliamp hour battery. Um, I just loaned it for five days to a, a, a local user here. He did a five-day conference down in Las Vegas, and he used it six hours a day in all of his meetings that they were doing. No problems. No, without charging it at all, or just no. And, it and he, even the he he took the Acer Jade Prima with him, and he didn't have to charge it either, hmm. at all for the whole five no. days. No, 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 no. I, I don't know whether at he was charging nine. it at night. Okay. <laughs> he he was he he just he got through his full day. I presume that he was uh, charging it at night. It's one of the things that you can't tell on the next dock is what the battery levels at. So, so maybe an improvement coming, coming with that. It looks sharp. If you, again, if you're listening to the audio, head out to nextdoc, N-E-X-D-O-C-K.com. Uh, it looks sharp, available in white. Is that the, I assume, yeah, what the, just, the uh, just the white that's available yep. for you. And 119, if you buy it on the site, I think that's. Uh, that that's sounds about right, yeah. Here, here in the United States, anyways. Yep. They had some really crazy issues with getting these things out like there was they were packed up and ready to go to supporters and they had a fire in the factory and like they showed everybody a picture of the pallet of next stocks that were about to get shipped out uh you know all burned up um and all kudos to the people from next stock that they um they stuck with it and got these things out as quickly as they could and their communication was really awesome um i i was uh, very impressed they also say on the site a secondary uh, screen for other laptops as well mm -hmm. and other mobile devices, a secondary monitor for your laptop to set up a multi-screen workstation and traveling, perfect for Ultrabooks and a, and a MacBook Air. So you could uh, turn that into a secondary screen for a MacBook as well. Yeah, it's, well, it's mini HDMI in to the laptop. So whatever can output to mini HDMI, it will, should work. That's pretty cool. Mike, what do you think? Uh, you've been pretty quiet through all this. Maybe foods have been coming in, but uh, what do you think? No, well, I, I kind of been thinking about the whole mobile platform, right? And, ha and what we use on mobile, what we do on our mobile phones. And I think that's awesome. I love seeing the progression of this becoming the entire computer. And then I don't. I'm like, I would much rather have a work laptop and then a phone I can use for both sides. You know, in the chat room, they've been talking a lot about you know, kind of having the mobile apps and developing for both sides. And I think the way you handle that is most people, all they want on their mobile device is just access to email. But that becomes a huge problem when it comes to the enterprise environment, locking it down, making sure it's secure so I can get my email on my phone. 
And yes, there are apps that I love to use, but at least the way a lot of companies that I've worked with do it is they develop for one platform. Yeah. Sorry. You know, if, if we develop for Android first and your iOS, sorry, like you get access to your email, at least just know that we gave you that. But if you want access to the time entry apps or anything like that, you might have to wait a little bit because this company prioritizes one platform over the other. And I, and I haven't heard like any complaints from people about that. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I have to pop open my laptop to enter my time but at least I get my email and all the pertinent stuff on any device that I bring to it. And the company hasn't paid a dime for this device. So I don't know. I see a much different argument to the BYOD and I totally agree. I would love to see it go in a place where this device can be my laptop too. Once they do that, then you eliminate half the cost of them giving me an entire laptop. But I bring a whole nother argument into it. Whereas I don't want this to be my laptop. I enjoy that. Yes, this has my work email on it, but I know the company doesn't give, that they don't care about my text messages. So I can use this as my personal device. Yes, I'm worried about security, but I'm not too worried about it. So I do have my personal device and my work device all in one. And then I have my work laptop, which I don't want those two to be mixed up because my work laptop, I do a lot of sensitive information on that I would not want trusted to my phone. Because if they had to put the security stuff on my phone, that they do my laptop, this would become a brick to me and I'd have to carry two devices, which is the whole point of BYOD. You do not want to carry two devices. So I don't know, that's just been my entire, the reason I've been quiet is because I've just been trying to think about the arguments on both sides on who wants what. Do you want one device? Do you want two devices? Do you want this to be your laptop and your phone? Kind of what do the consumers want? For me, I want this to be my personal device and my work device in terms of mobile phone and then I want my laptop. I don't want, I don't want it to be all in one. We don't want that. Yeah, fair enough. So I, I guess that's think- another one of those challenges is how do, you know, if this is going to work and be a success, how does Microsoft address the issue of, you know, keeping my company's nose out of my personal information? I mean, one of the cool things- Well, I things- think if anyone's going to do it, they're going to do it the best. I don't think Apple's the one to answer that question. I'm an Apple fanboy, but I think Microsoft, I think you've been hitting on the head of- they're really pushing forward with this. They want this to be the solution. And I think you've got a point with that's, that's the company you want pushing the charge on it. And don't, don't forget too, almost all of these devices are dual SIM, which means that you can have your personal SIM for your home, you know, your, the cell phone number that all your friends knows in there, as well as your company cell phone uh, number in there as but well. But they still have to put the restrictions on the entire device, right? Because it's still sharing the same storage, sharing the same processor. So if your company really wants to lock things down, although you have two numbers coming in, yeah, you still need to lock down the entire device. I guess, well, that depends. You know, can they address that with a work and play type thing in one phone? I don't think you can if with dual SIM. I think you could with dual storage possibly. Or you, But I, don't, I, I think it gets convoluted. I don't know. I guess I'm not that versed in the tech of the dual SIM to to get it. But I'm just thinking of how, how these companies deal with things. The companies would much rather just, Hey, we're going to lock down the entire device. Like, yeah, this device to me is technically 100% locked down and they probably could read my iMessages, but I just know they don't care. Like yeah. they're not going to go through my personal stuff. That's the last thing they want to do is monitor my messages when they want to control whether I can take an attachment from my work email and bring it into a non-work-related app. I cannot yeah. do that on this phone. That's right. what they're worried about. They're not yep. worried about my iMessages. Yeah. But on the dual SIM thing, I don't know, maybe that's a way they could go. I just don't, I just don't know if they can. It'll be an interesting question. 
It will be. We'll It'll have be to see how they do. That's, that's the whole fun of this conversation, right? Is and yeah. what what do people even want? What do employees want? And as with it, but the the question varies when you start to get into, hey, we could give you one device that would be your personal phone, your work phone, and your laptop all in one. So you can get rid of that computer bag you're toting around. Oh, no. You it, got it all there. Th- but, like, think of this. Okay, you've got a kangaroo. Jim's got a kangaroo. I've got a kangaroo. Yeah. Um, and, and actually, I'm going to include my mother-in-law has a kangaroo as well. So um, my mother-in-law had an XP Tower Dell computer that was I was fed up with pulling viruses out of it and fixing it and she didn't want to replace it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so I, uh, I got her a kangaroo for Christmas and got her all set up with that. And then when the Primo came, um, I took the Primo up to her for a week, um, put all of her apps on it. She actually uses a Windows Phone 8.1 right now. So she's never tried Windows Phone 10, but she's used to using Windows 10. Um, I unplugged the HDMI cable from her kangaroo. I plugged it into the dock for the Acer Jade Primo. I had her Microsoft account on the Primo, um, set the dock down and put her SIM card from her other phone into the, into the Primo. And she was off for a week and she was clicking away and happily doing all the kind of stuff that she was normally used to doing um, without skipping a beat. And she could, you know, send text messages, uh, which she couldn't do because of her old, of her old Windows phone, um, all for one device. And, um, but think, think of this, let's take this one step further. So we've all got the kangaroos powering monitors um, around our house, but Jim and I, we both got it in the kitchen and I think you've got yours for just playing around with it. What if all of those monitors were just Miracast enabled? So Jim, when you walked into the kitchen, when you walked into the kitchen, that one that you've got up on the wall, put your information up because it's being run by your phone and it detects that it's you and all of your information is there. And then when your wife walks in, it displays her stuff for her, her emails or whatever. And all of these, they're just dumb screens everywhere because your phone can power that. Yeah, no, I, I think if it. we don't, you know, I see it. Joel. If we Go don't ahead. mix the personal and enterprise conversation here, yeah. If my enterprise gave me a solution that did that instead of my laptop, I'm completely happy. Or if I have that as my personal solution, I'm completely happy. I just don't want the two talking. Like I don't want. I think the t- the trend is for people to take this conversation and say, "Hey, you could have one device that does all three of these things." Yeah. Sorry, I don't want that. I want one that does my personal, and and and. See, I'm weird because I do have it convoluted, but I don't want this as all in no, one. I, but if my company gave me, like some, uh, I think Han said in the chat, hey, what if your company gave you a phone that did this instead of your laptop? That's awesome. I would love that. And I still would carry two devices. I'm okay carrying two devices and actually, but just not three. Like I don't want two phones and a laptop. I could carry a, my personal phone and my laptop, um, but I still think... I don't know. I would like the idea, but I don't, I, I think if you don't mix the conversation, I think you have a much better argument. I think you need some counseling, Mike Weger. No, Bye. you know what? I, I'm, I'm kind of I'm crazy on the, I'm, I'm kind of crazy on the privacy thing too. And, and, and if they could address the issue of work and play in one device, 
that my company is going to have this piece of the device and control this and the company stuff is segmented and then the rest of my personal stuff is none of their business. Yeah. And the two of them, there's a, you know, a, a firewall between the two of them. I would be perfectly happy with that. I agree with that. And my, my thought is on my laptop, it is 100% locked down. That is company property. Mm -hmm. They control everything that goes in there. Whereas this phone, I can go into the profile that they installed and read all the restrictions and read what they can do. It's really easy on the iPhone. You can go do it. If you have a company iPhone, you can go read and they don't control everything, which I think is kind of a limitation because I want to be able to take stuff out of email attachments and open them in word, but words, not a controlled application through the company. So you know, it's kind of this weird, but I kind of like that on this device because I know what they can control and I know what they can't control. Uh, but, and I know I'm totally fine with having a work laptop and then my personal, I travel with three devices anyway. I, I should probably just give up on this entire argument because I travel with two laptops and a computer so that I have my personal device for Netflix and uh, podcasting while I'm traveling. But I don't know, it's just an interesting conversation when you talk about privacy and people who really do want the line between my stuff and their stuff. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't even use Google, so that's oh, so, okay. So you're you're way beyond me. Like, oh, yeah. I'm a Google fanatic. Yeah. Use it regularly. <laughs> Not my thing. Okay, there you go. Well, and I'm in a different boat in the sense that Gallup has really done a good job of integrating personal and you know what's work and what's personal, and I can get away with a phone and a laptop. And so when I need the power go to my laptop and everything's there. And when I'm just checking things, I just go on the phone and everything's there. And there are moments when I wish I could get the connectivity of my phone on the laptop and I could just do it. I mean, I could just tether those from a data plan standpoint. That's 30 bucks a month. It's not that terrible that I could do that. There's easy ways to get that done. But I do, Joel, I see where you're going. I mean, I see the hope in the dreams when we think about a phone and then an inexpensive laptop to plug it into. I love your use case, although... Hopefully you've pulled over, but I love the use case when you're driving. Oh yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't have the surface propped up in front of my eyes when I'm. Yeah, yeah. I try it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I would try yeah. it. Don't judge me, but um, it's one of those things that I get the the and these things are small. I was showing it on the screen earlier here. If you were watching the the video of it, uh, super light, super thin, easy to get through airports. You could just pull this next dock out, you know, very quickly open it, it's on, plug your phone in and you're going. Mm -hmm. And 90% of my work is today is email. And as a manager, I, and, and, you know, running the teams that I run, I spend a ton of time on email and the rest of it's on the web, you know, finding what I need to do or checking web-based stuff. So that could be, I mean, on my laptop, I live in Outlook and I live on the web. And, uh, and so from, from a, you know, from a cost standpoint, I think what you're saying is true. I think it would be interesting for me to try that in the Windows space. I've tried going on to the Surface full-time from time to time, and I'm just mm -hmm. so hooked on my work laptop and the, the way I have it configured and everything that's the way it's set up. I always end up going back to the work laptop. But if that was my only choice, I imagine I would get used to it and I would figure out ways to make, you know, nothing for me works as good as an Outlook client. And I know a lot of people roll their eyes when they think Outlook. Oh, my God. You know, it's a huge pig and it's, I mean, there's a lot to it. But I really spend a lot of my life managing my email through a heavy Outlook client. And and uh, and so I end up going to the laptop for that. I'm, I'm there and with I think you, it really depends, too, on what type of security <laughs> your company needs. You know, if, if you're an enterprise that doesn't need as much security, I'm thinking about 
some startups who are doing little stuff or companies who aren't as big on security, I think I could totally work. And Jim, I'm with you. If I'm not traveling, I don't even bring this personal laptop. This is just so I can do watch Netflix pretty much without being (laughs) tracked through work uh, of what I'm doing. But, but I think it is an interesting topic. And I, and what I want it for is I want Apple to do it. I think that's mainly why I'm jealous. I want Apple to say, (laughs) here's your whole computer. Cause right now I'm carrying a MacBook pro and a very powerful iPhone 6s. And I'm like, just give me the, I have a monitor in my backpack that I use as my work laptop. I carry, so there you go. I carry like four screens because I have an external monitor I travel with. Oh man. And, so maybe and, I'm and, jealous with the whole and thing. And Mike, yeah. Apple, the hardware company says, thank you. <laughs> and they do. They love me for it. Like, but that, I mean, that really is sort of the issue, right? Like, it's, it's a total issue. They, the they're, reason they don't want to do it is because they make so much money. I just paid how much money for this uh, Core i7 MacBook Pro. I mean, a, way too much. Let's just say that. They, and, they make all their money off their hardware. Yeah. And, and they know perfectly well that this does what a MacBook Air does, and this would be perfectly fine. We had this conversation before the live show started about, you know, the MacBook Airs being on ARM or even the MacBook Airs being on the processors that they run their iPhone on. You could do it. They know they can, but they make all their money on the hardware. Yeah, I got to tell you, though, when we were at the meetup a couple weeks ago, and uh, we were trying to get uh, Richard in for, uh, to, as part of – he wanted to be part of the discussion. Mm-hmm. I, pulled out my, I pulled out my phone. We jumped on Skype, plugged in the camera kit adapter to it so it makes it uh, – or no, 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 no. I bought the VGA – or not the VGA, the HDMI adapter, lightning to HDMI. Plugged that in, ran it through the projectors, set my phone up on the podium, and it was perfect. He could hear everybody in the room. We could see him on the screen. We flipped it over, and it got. We went full, you know, landscape mode. Man, that was incredible. And uh, and it, it's just been a while since I've tried to do to blow out a screen, you know, full scale from my phone. And uh, so I guess what I'm saying, uh, Joel, is that. Uh, there's some legit stuff in there when we think about being able to power it with your phone and, uh, and, and throw it up on a normal size screen and getting the, the cost savings necessarily or the equipment carrying savings. Cause you know, when I travel, sometimes I'll throw the surface in the bag. So I got my laptop, I got my surface and I got my phone, Mike, you're, uh, you know, a little bit different configuration. You got the Mac stuff, but yeah. So mm, uh, some good thinking. I, I think, this is one of those things, uh, Joel, on the, on the website, that's really cool, at nextdoc.com. On the website, they've got a, a Raspberry Pi stuck to the back. And you'd mentioned this earlier, but yeah. they have a Raspberry Pi stuck to the back and then a cord going around the front. And they call it the coolest Raspberry Pi laptop, right? And I think, you know, all of a sudden, a lap, it's a $150 laptop running off a Raspberry Pi, which is interesting, right? I mean, it's, I don't know if it really gets a lot of people a lot of places, but it's interesting that you can, you know, you could run that configuration. Don't you think? It's, it's, it just becomes uh, the possibilities when you start thinking I can do this and I can do this. Um, when I, when I first got my, my 950 in my continuum dock, I, I did the, I cut the cord, so to speak um, for a full week. And the, Oh yeah. Okay. I don't need to use, if I want to run Plex, I don't need to run Plex on my Xbox 360. I can run it using continuum from my phone to my TV. 
And all of a sudden, like the, the number of devices and everything gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah. There's only, there's two things that I'm really sort of waiting for um, that they actually announced like last week at, um, at Ignite, uh, which was the ability to put the screen on the phone to sleep when you're using Continuum on something else. Um, so if I am connected running Plex to my TV uh, via Miracast, I don't particularly need to have my screen on for the hour that I'm watching whatever I'm right. watching. Right. Um, that'll just burn out the OLED screen and, and up, eat up the battery. That's coming. And the biggest one is going to be right now you can't run three apps. So you can have an app on the phone and you can have an app full screen on the next dock, but you can't have two apps side by side. You can have them running, but you can't have them snap side by side or windowed. And okay. that's coming. And that's yeah. really, that is the last piece of the, come on, it's windows. Why can't I have windows? <laughs> um, that is the last piece of the puzzle that they're missing is, yeah. is that, that, uh, that there. Well, being the, being the gadget nerd that I am, of course, we get through this podcast and I'm thinking, okay, how do I get myself, how do I get my hands on this next dock? Because it'd be a cool thing to have. Yeah. One, it'll run anything. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I've often thought, Mike, like you, you carry a external, a second monitor. external monitor, right? USB? Yeah. Is it USB driven? USB. So yep. 11 inch. Full HP one. Yeah. And handy to have kind of thing. And, you know, a little, a little next dock like this would be nice to have in the bag. You could pair it with a bunch of things to make it, you know, I've got the right adapters to make it work with my iPhone if I wanted to. I don't think that's a very practical experience, to be honest with you. <laughs> Running an iPhone, a second screen is pretty stupid. <laughs> just, well, the like apps aren't. Pro, pointless. <laughs> it's pointless, yes. It's the apps aren't, pointless. and the apps aren't designed no, no. to adapt, right? No, they are, they no. are not. That not. is the you whole point. You still can't continue. access a dang file on the device. It doesn't make but any sense. <laughs> it would be great with a Surface, and it would be a great second screen. Yes, Surface. that would work out. That that piece would work out very well. And uh, and you know we've we have purchased these before for folks using the Tech Scholarship Fund. We have bought those little Go sticks that uh, that have you know you can put Windows 10 on those mm -hmm. and and run them off. You you mentioned the Kangaroo that that could work. Uh, this scenario that could work very very well. And, um, and so there are some good Windows options with that. And having the keyboard there gives you a few more options. And so it's, it's like getting a second monitor and a portable keyboard all in one that's light and fairly inexpensive. Hey, if you buy one of these keyboards from, for a Surface right now, they're 130 bucks. So <laughs> you, know, you can get a screen and a, and a keyboard and all that stuff uh, for, for a little less. So, all right. Well, Joel, I think I think an interesting, uh, you know, I hope, I hope you don't feel like I've been too hard on you. No, on. no. I, uh, well, actually, you've gotten a little easier than I thought you were, so <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> yes. Well, He's like Mike, on the other hand, that guy was a jerk. But, uh, no, no, but it's okay. not at all. Well, I, I didn't, you know, so often, you and I are MVPs, and so often we get accused of being, you know, going easy on Microsoft or being, you know, being uh, – Oh, less than critical at times. And so, you know, I, I want to, as we approach this Windows Phone, I think this is the, you know, when I talk to the average guy and I talk about Windows Phone, first they go, they're still doing that? What? <laughs> and, uh, and so Microsoft's got some soul searching to do in this area and they got some marketing to do if they're going to, if they're serious about selling these things, they've got, they have some serious marketing to do because there's, there is no one on the planet taking Microsoft serious today in this space. Um, you know, now 
there, when Surface came out and Surface RT, there was nobody taking that serious either. And yet they are selling billions of dollars worth of those equipment today. And it's a leader in the space when we think about, you know, portable and laptop type stuff. And, uh, and so you never know, right? You never, you never, never, never know uh, where things are going to be. So I, uh, uh, Joel, I appreciate you mentioned though, the, the, the kangaroo in the kitchen, man, that has become a really favorite device of mine for breakfast. So I just stand there, you know, hit the power button, Mike, I bring up the ESPN app. I start going through. Yeah, go ahead, Joel. We'll, we'll have you back here in a second. I start going through my picks for the week, right? Our, our fantasy football picks. Yeah. And then I bring go. up the NFL app, which NFL fantasy on windows is dynamite. So the NFL, really? yeah, if you're doing NFL fantasy on windows using the NFL fantasy app, man, it's, it is sweet. Like, both ESPN and um, NFL apps are pretty good on Windows. It's, it's crazy. You're kind of like, I'm like, wow. So in the mornings, I just go through, see what's, you know, see what's on, who's on the waiver wire, what, you know. Um, quick, when I'm done, just slide that down, hit the weather app, bam, weather full screen. I can, you know, watch the videos. We got a little speaker plugged into the back of it. So that, that and all powered by that little kangaroo in the back. Those kangaroos, I'm telling you. And is that is that a that's a touchscreen monitor? Yes. Yeah, it's a twenty three inch Dell touchscreen. Yeah, it mounts very very nice. It's like touching butter, you know. When you're just up there, it's just smooth and it just slides. And we we mounted it at just the right. I mean, it's a it for me. It's right at head's height, and so it's just a very comfortable. Are, are you the one that mounted it, Jim? I am the one that mounted it. Okay, <laughs> well, I'm the one who uses it most of the time. <laughs> Uh, so it, for me, it's, it, it works out in that, that mount I bought tilts. And so if you ever needed to tilt it down or tilt it back up for any reason, you can just grab that, just grab it and it'll tilt really nicely for you and stay. Mm -hmm. And, um, man, that's been a great little advice. I have loved, that has been something I've loved, you know, during thunderstorms, we'll bring up the maps and refresh those, you know, weather.com or whatever. So it's been good. It's been a good little app in the kitchen. I bought our LG touch monitor like five years ago oh, wow. and it has been sitting and it was not cheap five years ago to get a 23 inch touch monitor. Um, and it has been sitting being used as a TV for the last five years in the kitchen. So finally uh, got the kangaroo plus and they hooked it all up. And now my, uh, that's what my wife uses. She can flip back and forth between watching TV and, and she's got her Bluetooth headset for, when yeah. she wants to put something on and then walk around the house and do whatever she needs to do. It's handy. Mm -hmm. It's handy to have it there. Kevin Schoonover, you know, he's the one who convinced me to put a computer in the kitchen dedicated to the kitchen and to begin with. And it's just super handy to have that thing in there for a quick, you know, kind of a quick look or a quick touch. We have the family calendar on there. And so my daughter has gotten in the habit. We've all gotten in the hobbit habit if we want to see what's going on bring up the family calendar. Boom. It's right there. The calendar link calendaring app for windows. It's really good from a visual standpoint of just mm -hmm. displaying the whole month and, and what's going on. Right. I mean, it looks great. And, uh, and so that's been a big, you know, we used to write that on a whiteboard calendar and then it would get about three months out of date before we change it again. Oh, we need to use the, you know, we need to get to, we, we need to erase the calendar and get it put up. And this has made sure, and I can send it. The cool thing is we have a separate family account. And I can send it meeting invites for things that I'm doing and then just accept them on the other end and it automatically fills in all that information uh, into the calendar. 
So man, we really like it. It's, it's been great having that in the kitchen. Yeah, it's uh, it really is kind of cool. All right, Joel, we, uh, we're, we're a little after the hour. Anything else from a gadget perspective besides the Windows phone stuff and one other? Any, any, any gadgets you've found particularly useful uh, to, your, to, to what you're doing lately? Yeah, well, part of the exploration for setting up the kangaroo um, was finding a set of Bluetooth headset that would work um, for my wife. And cause she's had RF headsets that she's used for years, but when she put them on, she wouldn't hear her phone ring. Um, or, you know, she was missing lots of stuff that was going around. So I, I needed to find a set of headsets that would cover the range that she needed, um, to be able to put her anywhere in the house. Um, and that was Bluetooth. So it would, um, also tie into her phone. So uh, Plantronics makes uh, a set of headsets called the Backbeat Pro, and they were about the only set of headset that I could find that supported Class 1 Bluetooth, which has a much longer range than the regular Bluetooth that we all use. Um, and it also supports the APX low latency codec. So if she's watching uh, Netflix on the Kangaroo, it's going to be in sync with what's on the screen. Um, and then I have actually, it was a few weeks ago, you guys were talking about the new iPhone and the lack of a headphone jack. These Lumia 1020 headsets that I'm wearing tonight are the only wired headsets that I have. Mm. Um, I've been using, yeah, I've been using Bluetooth headsets for years because I hated getting tangled up in the cords all the time. And I have a really nice set from a company called uh, Phaeton. I think that's how you pronounce it, the Korean. But they have NFC. So I just hope, bring the dongle up to the back of my phone. It turns everything on and connects it. And away I go. Huh. And they work great. And they're, the Phaeton ones that I have, are uh, they, they're noise cancel. It's active noise canceling as well. And I can go out and mow the lawn with them or ride in a plane. No problem. And the, the very first ones you mentioned, the Plantronics Backbeat Pro, yep. those are noise canceling. Those are over the ear, noise canceling. Yep. Multiple device sync. Yep. Uh, I assume a double A battery in there. Uh, I don't know. It just plugs via USB. Well, but they're usually they're powered. Well, um, maybe it's got the the, the batteries internal. I, th I think it's the lithium ion internal. Okay, yeah. and you just charge it USB until. Does it give you warnings on the inside? Like every time when you turn them on, it tells you what your battery level's at. Um, oh, and 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 the it's got a little button that allows you to hear what's going on around you. Ah, so you can get the noise. So you can get the ambient sound going on. Yes, you. so I can oh. tell if she's actually listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> if How she reaches you? up and touches that button, she's listening. You know, I'm in the market because I, 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 I had those Audio Technica noise canceling headphones. Uh, they were not USB. So in the day, or I'm sorry, they were not Bluetooth. That you would want, you know, you would plug them in. Of course, everything's gone Bluetooth at this point. And they weren't particularly comfortable. The Audio Technica, they were very tight. They were tight on my ears. I would get a headache after maybe an hour or two of wearing them, mm -hmm. which you don't want, right, when you're traveling. No. And no. so these Plantronics ones, this is interesting. They're retailing for about 140 on Amazon here in the United States right now. Pretty big ear cup in there and pretty, I'm assuming you've worn them as well. Pretty comfortable? Oh, yeah. 
pretty yeah. comfortable. Yeah. Um, it, they, the one thing that I saw, I have not worn them for a long period of time. Um, the reviews that I read on Amazon, uh, some people found them a little bit too tight in terms of how they were clamped on your head. Yeah. That um, was my problem. But I haven't had a problem and she wears them for hours and hours at a time and hasn't said anything. So I find the ear cups real comfortable. She probably doesn't have as big of a noggin as we have, uh, but but it's um, interesting. You know, as I'm on um, Amazon, there's another, uh, there's an, and I've never heard of this company. So these are 89 bucks, 90 bucks. H501, active noise canceling over the ear headphones with inline microphone. Doesn't look USB. So that's probably not, or not a, a Bluetooth. I keep saying USB. I don't know why mm. I keep saying that, but um, I am definitely, you know, the grand, the, the granddaddy of them all, of course, is those bows that Michael has in his hands <laughs> right there. Well, Q- Q35? Uh, no, these are actually, these are the Q15. So these okay. are a few years old, but they still do the job just as well. They're just not wireless. So I was just going to say that when I travel, if I use these on a plane, they're fantastic. But when I'm in the airport, in the car, and anywhere else on the way, these are what go on my ears when I'm in the plane because you can't beat them as far as uh, – you know, sound cancellation, but these Beats Power Beats are actually my favorite pair of Bluetooth headsets. And that's what I'm using. You know, I know you guys, I don't sound like I'm on my microphone tonight, like I usually am, but so I'm using to talk to you guys tonight, completely wireless, uh, great for running. So the, the Beats Power Beats are my favorite pair of headphones and that are earphones. And then these pair of headphones is the, uh, any pair of Bose, but these Q15s get the job done and they're a few years old. You can get them actually a pretty good sale right now on eBay on them so yeah well i'm in i I think i'm in the market i did i've done a bunch of traveling again this fall most of it's done so i'm not in a hurry at this point to get but i spent 20 hours one trip mike i spent 20 hours either on a plane or in an airport to get there and get back nine hours on the way down 11 hours on the way back uh the nine hours was supposed to be four so that you know five hours of delayed either on planes that's when we had the hydraulic problem and I was just kicking myself for not getting a new set because I, I, those Audio Technica ones that I had, I left them somewhere, and it just pissed me off. I'm really bad about yeah. that. I took them out in an airport or whatever, or at, school, at the school or whatever. To I keep them in the front of my backpack, and I needed to get some stuff out. I need to I need to store them in a different spot. But um, it was one of those things that. And so I'm like, oh god, it's so painful traveling without noise canceling headphones now. I mean, it, it totally is, is so painful. <laughs> I tried doing a flight cause I've been, I've been on like 12 flights in the last two weeks, but I, I tried on an airplane, even with the power beats and these are fantastic earphones and they could not do the job. And as soon as I put these back on, I just like, Oh my gosh, it's so much better. Once you have the set, the noise canceling headphones on, I would suggest the new ones cause they're Bluetooth. I'm kind of envious of the people who have the bows that are Bluetooth Dude, they're still on the sound now. canceling. They are three fifty. Well, that's what the they're worth. That's what those were. Yeah. Travel a lot. If you spend every week in a plane, it is worth their weight in gold because you can fall asleep in seconds with these. I don't hear anything, um, I, but you have to travel a lot, so that that's what makes these worth it compared to the Power Beats or anything else is like one fifty or below. But these are worth their weight if you travel a lot for work, which I'm I'm on a plane four times a week, so it's yeah. worth it. Uh, Jim, yeah, here's these are actually the older. I have more than one set of the Phaetons. I liked the 
the older 210s so much that I bought the 220s as well. Um, but nice little dongle clip for going on. Um, all your controls are on here. Mm-hmm. And then active noise canceling with these earbuds. Yeah, I'm not, I, it, this is the weird thing when, you know, most podcasters do cans when they podcast yeah. and then, you know, and then they do those noise canceling when they're out in public. I like it the other way around. I like when I'm on a plane, I love the big, you know, I just love kind of covering up my ears. It, I, I don't know if it's like wearing a warm blanket or whatever, but it just makes me feel like I'm closing the world out. And then of course, when I podcast, I love to use the earbuds. It's, it's nice not having these big cans uh, on your ears. Uh, when we're podcasting. So, so Joe, I'm a little bit different in that space, but I may take you up. I may try these, uh, these, the, 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 uh, the Plantronic ones. Yeah. They're, you know, retail one, uh, what I say? One forty, And, um, so that's half the price. It's less than half the price, about 40% of the, and the, don't get me wrong. The audio technical ones were great. They had great noise canceling. The sound was great was non-USB, and so I think I got those for 120 or 130 So about the same price as the Plantronics. I think we're going to start seeing USB, or I uh, said it again, Bluetooth coming out uh, more often. But um, I don't know. At 140 this seems like a pretty good deal. Your wife, they're endorsed by your wife. She, she yeah. wears them around all the she, time. She, she, does, she much prefers them to her, her older Sony RF ones. And, and pretty, pretty easy to sync those when a, from, a, from a Bluetooth perspective? Yeah. Um, they do actually have NFC. And I didn't get the, there's the black backbeat pro plus. If you get the plus one, you get the USB dongle Mm. and I didn't need the USB dongle. So I didn't get that because I'm using a a Micus um, Bluetooth transceiver uh, for the headphones from the kangaroo and the TV um, or for, and the cable box. Sorry. Um, And I was actually thinking of, because I like how my Phaetons pair via NFC to just fire it up and get going, I was actually thinking of seeing if I can write an NFC tag that she can just pop the headphones against, you know, it's stuck to the TV and away she goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, That'd be awesome. And, and that's where I think about the new AirPods from Apple, right? They're the new the new Bluetooth headset that's going mm-hmm. to be easily pairable. And it's, and it's NFC. That's what we all know it is. Like it's NFC. Gets close. It pairs. It's all done. Right, um, Mike, but when new- you, for 150 bucks, you take those and you pair them with anything that's not Apple and it's not as easy. Whereas you spend $150 anywhere else and you get compatibility with any system that you go to. Yeah. Yeah. Joel, are you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say it's, it's the new W1 chip, Mike. It's magic. <laughs> It is magic. I'm going to spend $150 on crap I already had for 30 bucks in my ears. Let's just say it. Well, interesting uh, interesting to say the least. I'll have to take a look at these. I, uh, Joel, I'll be honest with you. I never would have thought of Plantronics as a noise-canceling set of headphones. I just I wouldn't have – I would not have done that. The Backbeat Pro wireless noise-canceling. I love that how they still say hi-fi. That cracks me up. Hi-fi headphones with Mike. Compatible with the iPhone, iPad, Android, and other smart devices. And so yeah, we'll. And I, I spent like 12 hours easily trying to find a set of headphones that met all of these criteria. Yeah. The low latency and the long range for the Bluetooth. Yeah. Well, I may give those a shot. So uh, we'll, we'll look. I, man, I, I, you wear those bows, Mike. And that's just like, that is like, 
that is like love and goodness and you can't go back once you put on the bows oh, it's so hard you listen was, to yeah. like smooth jazz on the bows and there is no going back and listen i have, to I have worn them all i have worn every single set of headphones expensive and they bows i just i can't hear i don't it. know what they do i they i think they inject goodness into the foam and it just it 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 they just don't feels focus so on bass, which is what everyone else does. Beats focuses like solid bass, and Bose focuses on everything. And I think it, that's why it sounds so much better. Well, but they just like, feel good. They just feel good on your. I mean, we. Oh, I put them on. Great, they had the yeah. new ones in the Microsoft Store when I was in indie for the for the meetup, and so I paired those with my iPhone, and we were listening to those, and oh my god! But I don't even know so if they're the best feeling. I think they're the best sounding. Oh, I put on some of their headphones that have felt fantastic. Yeah. The uh, Audio Technica, what's their highest? Those ones felt amazing, but I think the sound quality from those bows is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's one of those things. Uh, maybe I'll put it on my my Christmas list. Christmas list. There you go. If you're I, traveling more, you might I as may, well. I may buy them tonight. <laughs> my Christmas list is filled with travel items now. I didn't know I needed it until I traveled. Yeah. So, it, yeah. If you don't like them, can I blame my wife? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll just send it back. Okay. I'll just, I need to be better about that, uh, about but that yeah, kind of stuff. But Joel, thanks for uh, sacrificing some hockey tonight to, uh, to be with us. I appreciate you coming on. It's uh, good to have you. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. No, it's good to have you, and and uh, we'll we'll maybe have to follow up with you after MVP Summit, and uh, you can you can fill us in on all the goodness that uh, neither Dave or I are going. So from a network perspective, you're going to have to represent. Is Rich, is there. Richard going to be there? I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Rich okay. would not miss. Are you okay. kidding me? No, Rich isn't going to miss. So hang out with Rich. We'll pour we'll uh, pour one out for you. Rich is a great guy to hang yeah, out. with. I got to meet yeah. him this time. Yeah, he is fantastic, and in the know on everything. So always, always good to hang out with Rich. Mike, good to have you back as yeah, well. Back. Lawyered up and, uh, and, and liquored up apparently tonight. Did you get how much of the wine is left? In the- oh, it's been gone for a while. The whole bottle's been uh, gone for a while. <laughs> you polished off a whole soccer mom, right? The guy in the elevator? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll tell that story in the post show. Post show about the, about the soccer mom. So just a couple of reminders on the way out. Don't forget, you can uh, you can financially support the show if you want to do that. Some of you do, and you've been very, very generous, and I appreciate that. Uh, for those of you who supported us on Patreon, and, uh, and, and so thanks for all that you do to keep the, the network going. If you want to head out and get the Patreon link, out at theaverageguy.tv. Bottom, it's over on the right-hand side on, the, on there. It just says Patreon. Hard to miss. If you want to join us, you can do that as well. Don't forget, you can always send me uh, ideas, questions, whatever you have. Many of you are good at doing that. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. You can find me on Twitter at Jay Collison. Just went over 8,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, so, you know, I've been trying to – this new game called Twitter Go where, you know, you just collect followers. And, uh, and so it's been kind of fun. I don't know if any of them are real. But uh, it's been a ton of fun out there. And so if you want to find me on Twitter at Jay Collison – don't forget the AverageGuy.tv platform, both web and media hosting powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and trust. You know that's Christian. For more information, visit Maple Grove Partners. All one word, maplegrovepartners.com. Plan start as inexpensive, and it's awesome, as 10 bucks, And that gets you a pretty good WordPress site, plus podcast hosting if you want to start your own podcast. Well, thank Roger out at WLMN Radio, broadcasting us out there in Grafton, West Virginia. Mike, uh, I thought he, he took his headphones off. Or are you still there? I think he's going to another bottle of wine. We, yeah, probably did. It's downstairs at the, at the shop. 
we we moved the uh, last week. I moved the Grafton, West Virginia announcement up to the beginning to see if we could get anybody to say they listened to us in Grafton, and still nobody. So we appreciate you there, Grafton, if you're listening to us. Uh, don't forget, you can also listen to Home Gadget Geeks on the mobile app. If you haven't gotten that, head out to uh, homegadgetgeeks.com. Big fat buttons for both Android and iPhone if you want to listen to us. Or now you could stream that Bluetooth to the whatever ch- whatever choice of noise-canceling headphones that you want. You could listen to us on those when you pick those up. We'll thank LastPass for their sponsorship of that. And that's available at homegadgetgeeks.com. Thanks. Uh, also, big thanks for using the Amazon affiliate link. Theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon is a great way to get there. If you Every time you use that, you know it benefits the network a little bit, and we can buy some things. Some of the stuff I test is stuff I bought, and uh, sometimes it's just the stuff they sent me. But uh, you uh, you can do that at theaverageguy.tv slash Amazon. And then when you're thinking about it, if you want to subscribe to the newsletter, theaverageguy.tv slash subscribe, get you out there. No, I'm sorry. It's theaverageguy.tv slash newsletter, gets you to the most recent one. And we've been putting the updates on what's going on in the show. I mentioned Amber. She's coming back in two weeks uh, to join us. Next week is open. I'm going to have to fill something in. Uyghur, you're on the road, so I'm going to have to pull something. I know. I'm going to have to pull something <laughs> out pretty quick here to get next week going. But uh, we'll, we'll find something. No, no worries. I've just been getting back from D.C. That's another D.C. trip for me. I'll get back on Wednesday. So we'll figure something out for that night as well. And uh, we'll get some some more things scheduled. We're gonna do a we're gonna do an open mic night though here coming up where we're gonna take the old format from open mic night and bring it to home gadget geek. So I'm gonna let you lead things and we're gonna kind of rock through some Apple stuff. So you have to be ready. Yeah, we'll have to be ready for that here coming up on November 3rd. So we are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern now at theaverageguy.tv slash live. Hang around if you're listening live for the post show. We've got some good stuff to talk about uh, in the post show. And with that, we'll say goodnight, everybody. <laughs>